the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black. Talking about investing more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. I always have seminars out there. You can sign up for them by going to Rob Black Show. We use the code radio 25. Whether it be San Rafael, San Jose, San Mateo, a little bit of East Bay. Um, I go to where the audiences are. You can always find out more at Rob Black Show. Use code Radio25 to get in. And Radio25 is for free. Otherwise, it's $25. Um, one of my greatest memories in life was listening to Pink Floyd The Wall for the very first time. Um, it was amazing to me. It was something that hit me strong. I had a brother named David and I still have a brother named David. He was about five years older than me and when he went to college one of the very first things he did was he invited me to college. I was a freshman in high school and he's like, come see what it's all about. We used to listen to baseball games. He had a radio that I don't know how it did it but he was able to listen to baseball games at 10 o'clock at night. You know, I literally want to say you know, six or seven states away. Um, I'm not smart enough to know how radio works at night, but I know it gets stronger, something along those lines, because of clouds and less density in the air or something like that. Um, I know you're saying less density in the air. Holy mackerel. But Dave was a great brother. I remember at one point in time I was seven, and he had a fake bearskin rug that I loved to sleep on. And the little brother to sleep in his big brother's room was pretty darn cool. I really enjoyed but one of the things he did was um, he taught me a lot about music. And I remember listening to Another Brick in the Wall where, you know, we don't need no education. We don't need no thought control. Stay with me on this because I'm going somewhere. The wall. All in all, it's just another brick in the wall, right? Wall Street has a wall. It's called Wall of Worry. And it's what keeps people down. It keeps people from succeeding. It keeps you from being a winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's the wall. Now, stocks are up 271% since the wall started to hit. And this may be the most sedated stock market rally of our times because I don't think a lot of people are realizing this is the most resilient the market's been since 1965. And we have crazy freaking fracking stuff going on. U.S. versus North Korea, violence in Charlottesville. You're like, I don't know where it ends, Rob, but I don't trust it. But you have to trust it. Uh, This year has been the perfect reminder that the political volatility does not necessarily translate in the stock market, with this being the quietest year since 1965. Uh, A lot of tranquility can be attributed to strong fundamentals as the economy continues to steady the pace of expansion along with robust corporate earnings. Corporate earnings are fantastic right now. Now, valuation's high. At one point in time, we had a lot of optimism of President Trump's pro-business agenda. 
including promises of lower taxes, deregulation, cash repatriation, which I still think happens, at least cash repatriation sometimes next year, to help fund some sort of stimulus plan. And I think there will be some tax reform. Um, I don't think the health care is going to get done, but I'm not a political analyst in any way, shape, or form. I read political analysts. So some of that euphoria over the Trump trade has waned in the as his presidency gets into the you know, longer term. Um, what's interesting about Wall Street, and this stinks, is rising prices attracts buyers. Records brings people in, and, and you know, falling prices brings out sellers. It's kind of a chicken and the egg kind of problem. So where do we go from here? But I want to get back to the wall real quickly because we don't just have Charlottesville and race issues in the United States um, that are serving as like, I want to get out of here. We've been up 271% since March of 2009. And, you know, if you look at the wall of worry, what has impacted us that freaked us out? How about the 663,000 jobs lost in March of March 2009? Companies were shedding employees like a Shetland pony sheds wool. I know you're saying, that doesn't even make sense. It doesn't. But corporations were shedding jobs quickly. And then also in March, Chrysler and General Motors filed for bankruptcy. This is horrible. This is bad news. I got to get out of the stock market, people were saying. And then in somewhere around June, July of 2010, we had the BP oil spill. Natural disaster, economic consequences. A couple weeks later, we had the flash crash. I got to get out. The market's being manipulated by computers. I got to get out. I, there's two, it's BP on top of the flash crash, on top of the European sovereign debt crisis, on top of Chrysler General Motors going bankrupt. It's 660. This is Armageddon. That's when you see the white of their eyes. You see the white of their eyes when it's bad. Early in 2011, we had the most powerful earthquake ever to hit Japan. And people are like, they make a lot of goods that the world consumes, cars, and they have nuclear problems now. Then in July of 2011, the S Standard Poor's downgraded the United States debt. U.S. stocks fell 20%. Dun, dun, dun. 2011, 20%. We had just started recovering in March 2009. We had done great and then down 20%. This is a wall of worry. This is worse than Pink Floyd's The Wall. We do need a The Dow only had one positive day in a month in um, 2012, in June 2012. The Dow only had one, I'm sorry, they had five positive days in a whole month for the first time since 1968. It was an awful, awful month. Gold peaked at $1,900, and people are like, you know, I got to get in gold because people like to buy high. They like to sell low. In theory, that's the wrong thing to do. But stocks fell 20%. Gold peaks $1,923. Dow only had one positive day in a month. Fiscal cliff talks in stocks lower. You know, back in November 2012 and Obama and Congress, we're not getting anything done. We're not getting anything done. We're shutting down the government. They don't shut down the government. Washington They'll say they do. They'll send people home for a day or two, but they'll fix it. Shortly thereafter, Cyprus and Greece had a 47.5% haircut. Then you had the tapper, or the taper tantrum. 
uh, with the Federal Reserve, you had the U.S. government shut down in November of 2013. Um, and then and then in 2014, speaking of our wall and the wall of worry, holy mackerel, we had the Ebola virus in July of 2014. The Ebola virus, we're all going to die and blood's going to come out of our eyes and it's not going to be contained and we're all going to die from a bat virus disease in Africa and it's going to spread. Oh my God, it's in New York. We've got five cases now in the United States. People thought I should sell stocks. Um, Later that year in 2015, the Dow fell a thousand points for the first time ever. Then you had the global stock market sell off with Chinese stocks falling 45% in three months. That was stunning. Later that year, you had U.S. stocks go nowhere for 20 months we were looking at when we looked back from March, November of 2014 to March of 2016. Then you had Brexit. Oh, my gosh, Brexit. Then you had U.S. stocks um, uh, tied towards the U.S. election get a little bit nervous. Crude continued to go lower from 120 bucks down to $27 a barrel, set down 77%. There's always a wall of worry. And guess what? The market's been at an all-time high during all of this. So Charlottesville is the newest one. It's problematic, and I know it is. And the wall of worry will eventually come crumbling down. But not yet. And keep in mind, there's been a lot of bad things since March 2009, and we're up 271%. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Amazon's still in the news. Amazon shares have slumped again. Not bad, but it's a big number, but it's not a bad number. It's a big number in that you feel like, whoa, but you kind of have to stop and remember, like, what is the value of this company? What's their market cap? And that's when you I worry more about, I don't worry. I look more at market cap than I do at anything else. Um, so when I see a stock down 38, I'm like, what's market? How much market cap is it losing? Is this a billion dollar buying opportunity or is a $10 buying opportunity? Amazon's going to fight back after the White House. Um, so there's no immediate plans for policy changes. So there's some, there's some drama out there, right? Are you with me against me? You got to pick a side, so to speak. Uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, Some other big stories out there today of note. Um, And I think there are, you know, on any given day, plenty of stories that we could talk about. U.S. weekly jobless claims hit 215,000. Jobless claims, you lose a job, you march down to the unemployment, or you march to your computer and do a jobless claim. They dropped 12,000 to a seasonally adjusted 215,000. Any number under 350,000, 400,000 is pretty strong for our economy. And again, this is one of those things where I'm not saying you can now go home, uh, but go enjoy your, your, your weekend kind of thing. Don't, whatever happens on the market today, know that we're, we've got jobs. Um, men without hats. You know, we have jobs, even though we may not have hats. We have jobs. Um, How important is that? It's the 
only thing, if I could only, if I, it's, it's, it would be precedent if I could only look at one thing. So claims now have been in that lower than 300,000 threshold, which is associated with a strong labor market for 158 straight weeks. Ah, but do you like your job? Yeah, do I like my job? <laughs> you know, right? That's what everyone's going to be saying. So Starbucks in the news today. Um, some people think that what Trump is doing, well, I always need to be real careful with how I talk because I don't want to come across as having an agenda. But I think it's fair to say, diplomatically speaking, that how our president is perceived internationally does have a ramification into how American companies are consumed. For instance, do you remember um, at some point in time our Congress was so, I don't know, what what do you say here? I'm not going to say they had their heads up their tushies, but do you remember when they banned the word French fries and they called them freedom fries on Capitol Hill? Because we didn't like something France was doing at that point in time. I know you're French and you make fries. And you look at Americans eating their hamburgers with two hands, and you go, that is disgusting. You look at our coffee. You go, that's not coffee. We, we press ours here. So there's going to be times where the U.S. economy, where we're like, we don't, we, we don't have good associations with France, so we don't go to France. We don't have good associations, like maybe there's terrorism or something like that. We're like, oh, I'm not going there. So there's something to be said about companies like Starbucks on the opposite side. How are Americans perceived? And do people want to be tied with, you know, American? You remember, come on. The 1980s and Russia and Billy Joel and we didn't start the fire. And, you know, it's, it's, Russians wanted blue jeans. They wanted blue jeans. And you're like, what? Like Wranglers? More like Levi's, but same idea. So um, so that, that whole international perception of what, you know, we're... So China's getting hurt right now. No, no, no. Starbucks is getting hurt right now because of China. Wedbush Securities lowered their rating to neutral from outperform. Predicting the company's sales growth will come in below expectations. The China analysis points to lower contribution to overall revenue growth than initial management commentary. China, um, obviously very important to Starbucks to the point that their management talks about it. Um, China will produce only 20% of the company's revenue growth in fiscal 2019. And yet, here's my opinion on China, or Starbucks in particular. Uh, I love it. In large part, they've got a long way to go. And they've got a great rewards program. Fantastic. And when you have a great rewards program, you tend to stick with it as long as you're, it has a stickiness to it. You've probably had an airline rewards card or a credit card travel rewards card or something. And you tend to stick with it. Now, I, you know some people are like, oh, I got a new credit card this month. Take a look at this. Take a look. Oh, no, I got a new credit card this month. Take a look at this. And you've seen that for sure, for sure, for sure. I'm a valley girl, and there's no cure. But so Starbucks, to me, they kind of have a stickiness, and they have opportunities. Now, again, they also have some downsides. Like, 
at one point in time, they're like, their opportunity is like, hey, American malls need coffee. When people walk around, they need coffee. And then, you know, American malls aren't doing so well anymore because of Amazon. But I have a, I have an okay feeling about Starbucks. I'm not going to say it's my, it's my next Netflix. It's my next Google. At the end of this year, you'll be up 35%. I think in the next three, five, ten years, you'll be up. Consult a broker advisor for any action on any stocks mentioned on the show. But the forward dividend and the yield of Starbucks gets you about 2.0% to park some money there. I like it. I'm not going to say that's the biggest dividend I've ever seen. Ooh, is that a dividend in your stock? Yes, I like dividends. Dividends and stock buybacks are there. That's that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And then you have to get some earnings and some other things to obviously make things work. But you get the idea. So anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. We can talk about colleges. We can talk about investing. We can talk about the economy. We can talk about the volatility in the stock market where we're kind of stuck in a trading range. Some people think we're going to break down because of that. It's a little too early to, to say that because it's been two and a half months of super up, super down, super up, super down. Big moves. Not a lot of fear. You kind of want some fear. Big event coming up. You can find out more and sign up for it by going to Rob Black's show. Rob Black's show. Anytime I'm doing a seminar in your area, you use the code radio25 at Rob Black's show. Get in for free. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I kind of wish I could do impressions better than I can. I could do a couple. I could do Rick from The Walking Dead. I could do Fozzie Bear. Fozzie Bear from the Muppets. Uh, and then, then I started getting a little thin on my impressions. You've heard me try to do accents on the show, and it's not good. It's not pretty. President Trump, and I kind of, here's where I kind of wish I could do the President Trump impression, because I could try to write humor into the show. He's a showboat. He's a grandstander. Can you imagine today, there's there, one of the, the top business stories going around on a... Uh, CNBC and Bloomberg and all the financial media is President Donald Trump lashed out again at Amazon in a tweet today as the company's stock tanked following a report that said he wants to go after the e-commerce giant for alleged antitrust violations. So the joke would be something like, hey, hey, come here. And see, see I don't even know who that is. Hey, hey, come here. Oh, that's awful. I'm, in, I'm embarrassed. But um, Stormy, Stormy, come here. I want to show you that I'm going to send out a tweet. Let's watch Amazon stock go down. Look at that. Look at that, Stormy. And you're saying, that's not funny. Because that's not even close. Very funny. uh, Mr. Trump. So Trump has blasted Amazon on social media in the past, and the e-commerce companies hurting the retail industry and causing U.S. job losses. Um, So that's out there. And you can take a look at Amazon, and do you think that they hurt the economy? Do you think that they help the economy? Do you think that maybe the post office and FedEx and UPS should have improved their business models instead of you know saying, "Well, we're basically monopolies; we don't need to do anything." And then you get a young company like an Amazon coming in there and saying, "You know, we can we can push you. We can push Walmart. We can push Target. We can push 
mom and pops do better or look or go away. So those are that's one of the big stories of the day. But again, I wish I could do impressions. I can't. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe your next host will be able to. Maybe your next host will be able to. Um, but as of me, not so much. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Let's do a little Mr. Burton and Mr. Black interchange. Mr. Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Hello, Mr. Burton. Hello, Mr. Black. We were talking during what we're going to talk about, and we're going to talk about education and incomes and how they collide, uh, especially heading towards retirement. What's your thoughts? Well, yeah. I mean, if we talk about it in terms of, you know, you have enough to retire. Okay. You know, you know, you're on track. Um, what's an easy way to realize that is you have, you know, plenty of cash and you're basically just living off your Social Security and the dividends from your stocks. Yeah. And that's even more than enough. Even most of your dividends you're reinvesting. Yeah. You have more than you need. Good. Right. You're yeah. you're in great shape. You're spending what you want, and you know you're going to be leaving assets to kids. Mm. So then you got to think, start thinking about different things. Um, and it's really important to look at your overall family situation and, and do tax bracket management when it comes to your investing. So one of the things that you look at is, is I gave an example uh, on the show yesterday on the 1 o'clock show about, uh, you know, let's say grandma has a $200,000 IRA. She doesn't need it. She's taking minimum required distributions from it. That's kind of a nuisance. She's got a lot of extra cash on the sidelines, and she's not that high of a tax bracket. So she decides to convert the IRA to a Roth IRA. Right. Okay. She has to pay the taxes out of somewhere else, but her idea is she wants to leave it to her granddaughter. And uh, so, if she's seventy years old, and even if she gets like a five percent rate of return in twenty years or so when she passes, that's going to be over well over half a million dollars. Nice, nice grandmother in a, in a Roth IRA. And in a Roth IRA, you don't have to take required minimum distributions, so it just compounds tax free for for whoever you leave it to. It sounds like a Mitt Romney kind of deal. <laughs> it's kind of, there you go. Yeah. So, I mean, what's so great about that is that if you name the beneficiary the right way, when grandma dies, granddaughter can roll it into an inherited IRA, Roth IRA. An inherited Roth IRA. What does grandson do that was so wrong? Well, so, you know, just only child. Okay, okay, um, okay, fair, fair. I could make up another story, like died in a bad car wreck, motorcycle, usually a motorcycle versus car. That's not funny. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you hear in the Bay Area all the time. You know, I had an eight-year-old cousin die in a motorcycle wreck. No, he didn't. No, I didn't. So. Anyways, moving on. So, so granddaughter and it's it's an inherited Roth IRA, and the the process for that they actually it, it's fairly simple. You have to work with people to make sure they know they know how to do this. But once granddaughter inherits it, she she has to pull out a little bit each year based on her life expectancy. But a thirty yeah. year old that's a very small amount. She can pull out more if she wants to. So if she needs the money to go back to college to buy her first house, she can pull lump sums out totally tax free. And make it last all throughout her retirement, and even the required minimum distributions are typically less than the growth rate. Normally, if you know if the market is does what it's done in the past, um, you can make them last multiple generations. So here's a story for you. Talk about multiple generations. Do you know who I'm related to? My aunt is your aunt uh, Shirley Temple Black. Shirley, Shirley, Shirley Temple Black. So her husband was an orphan. My uh, my dad was an orphan. My dad's sister was an orphan. So she, her, so wait her, a the one so they got adopted into the family. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> he got adopted. Her husband Charles got adopted by the richest guy in California, basically PG and E. Was it Daddy Warbucks? It could have been Daddy Warbucks. Because <laughs> this sounds really familiar. That's who she ended up marrying. Was 
orphan son of Daddy Warbox, oh. Daddy uh, PG&E in this case. My dad never got adopted. Talking about I was this close to being the son of a wildly famous, wildly wealthy person, and I got my dad. <laughs> Sucks to be me, huh? I don't know where to go with that. Charitable remainder tr- issues. <laughs> I know, I know. Charitable remainder trust. Oh yeah, this is my favorite type of planning. Really? Absolutely. I love. What's I your love favorite charity? Um, gosh. Well, one of, one of my favorites I like um, for a global one is Heifer International. Okay. Um, for local, I love Sh- uh, Shriners Children's Hospital. They do amazing things. They do. The heifer is the Bill Gates one that you can give a cow to a someone and they'll actually get milk out of it yeah not just a cow you buy them goats chickens and things like that and so we used to give out you know and back in the oh five years ago plus you know at the holiday time we'd give gifts gift baskets and to clients and you know thanksgiving time things like that and we realized that this just doesn't you know big deal people get i get four or five of those in the holidays from various people that I work with. No one ever gives attorneys, CPAs, things like that. I'm not liked. So we decided to take that money plus times two and then just give it to Heifer on, and on behalf of our clients uh, each and every year. And it does a heck of a lot of good. And I think people appreciate it. A lot Can you more. do it on behalf of Rob Black? Like, yes, just so I could get some charitable name going out there. Like, yeah. I'm all that in a bucket of chicken. Okay. Okay. So I got. Let's do the rest of the events. Just have people write the check directly to charity for the rest of the year. That'd be great. Let's do it. So the problem is people don't have checks anymore. (laughs) It's true. Let's (laughs) let's have them app it. I know people would get so concerned about doing stuff online, but uh, more of the fraud for money is on written checks that get washed. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black. Money, 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 money. We have a seminar coming up right around the corner. Typically every six weeks, maybe six to eight weeks sometimes, but I'm getting down to my final few years of doing that kind of thing. Um, I watched a special recently on Gary Shandling and, you know, how much angst and doubt that he had. And, you know, he never really, at one point in time, someone said, so why don't you do another TV show? And he goes, I've done two critically acclaimed shows. And it just... It, it it bothered him that, like, people were like, hey, how come you're not working? <laughs> and he's like, maybe I'm enjoying or maybe I'm, like, becoming a teacher now or a tutor or a mentor. I think you got to shake it up on occasion. So sign up for an event at Rob Black's show. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. It's really not meant for someone to go to events three or more times. Like, the first one or two is perfect because that's when you're sponging the information. After that, you're just, like racked with self-doubt and you should hire a financial planner in my opinion use the code radio 25 to get in at robblackshow.com so this is a pretty good time to be selling your home in theory depends on the market any time could be a good time to sell your home but right in the months of may may seems to be the magical time in fact there is a wait for it two-week window that has been deemed the best. Now, again, this gets kind of problematic because right now we probably have a realtor uh, drive around because, you know, realtor, she's on her unicycle right now and she's listening to the show. And she goes, that's not true. Good time to sell your home is whenever you can give me a commission. I mean, good time to sell your home is whenever you want to. Um, yeah, again, it's based on location, location, location. But May 1 through May 15 is, is deemed the best where 
on average, is going to sell two weeks faster and for $2,400 more. Now, when you think about $2,400 more for buying a house or selling a house, it ain't that much. And that's when you start seeing that lingering later into the, you know, the summer, it's kind of about trying to get as much foot traffic as possible. There's obviously the be premiums. For instance, like in San Francisco, if you sell during the first two weeks of May, it's about a $15,000 premium. Um, in Pittsburgh, it's going to be a lot less than that because it's timing the market's just a little bit different. So real estate is all about location, location, location. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Amazon shares have slumped again. Not bad, but it's a big number, but it's not a bad number. It's a big number in that you feel like, whoa. But you kind of have to stop and remember, like, what is the value of this company? What's their market cap? And that's when you just, I worry more about, I don't worry. I look more at market cap than I do at anything else. Um, so when I see a stock down 38, I'm like, what's market? how much market cap is it losing? Is this a billion dollar buying opportunity or is it a $10 buying opportunity? Amazon's going to fight back after the White House. Um, so there's no immediate plans for policy changes. So there's some there's some drama out there, right? Are you with me or against me? You gotta pick a side, so to speak. Uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, some other big stories out there today of note. Um, and I think there are, you know, on any given day, plenty of stories that we could talk about. U.S. weekly jobless claims hit 215,000. Jobless claims, you lose a job, you march down to the unemployment, or you march to your computer and do a jobless claim. They dropped 12,000 to a seasonally adjusted 215,000. Any number under 350, 400,000 is pretty strong for our economy. And again, this is one of those things where I'm not saying you can now go home, uh, but go enjoy your, your, your weekend kind of thing. Don't, whatever happens on the market today, know that we're, we've got jobs. Um, men without hats. You know, we have jobs, even though we may not have hats. We have jobs. Um, How important is that? It's the only thing. If I could only, if I, it's, it's, it would be precedent if I could only look at one thing. So claims now have been in that lower than 300,000 threshold, which is associated with a strong labor market for 158 straight weeks. Ah, but do you like your job? Yeah, do I like my job? <laughs> you know, right? That's what everyone's going to be saying. So Starbucks in the news today. Um, some people think that what Trump is doing, well, I always need to be real careful with how I talk because I don't want to come across as having an agenda. But I think it's fair to say, diplomatically speaking, that how our president is perceived internationally does have a ramification into how American companies are consumed. For instance, do you remember um, at some point in time our Congress was so, I don't know, what what do you say here? I'm not going to say they had their heads up their tushies, but do you remember when they banned the word 
French fries, and they called them Freedom Fries on Capitol Hill. Because we didn't like something France was doing at that point in time. I know you're French, and you make fries. And you look at Americans eating their hamburgers with two hands, and you go, that is disgusting. You look at our coffee. You go, that's not coffee. We We press ours here. So there's going to be times where the U.S. economy, where we're like, we don't, we, we don't have good associations with France, so we don't go to France. We don't have good associations, like maybe there's terrorism or something like that. We're like, oh, I'm not going there. So there's something to be said about companies like Starbucks on the opposite side. How are Americans perceived and how do people want to be tied with, you know, American, you remember, come on. The 1980s and Russia and Billy Joel and we didn't start the fire. And, you know, it's, it's Russians wanted blue jeans. They wanted blue jeans. And you're like, what? Like Wranglers? More like Levi's, but same idea. So, um, so that, that whole international perception of what, you know, we're... So China's getting hurt right now. No, no, no. Starbucks is getting hurt right now because of China. Wedbush Securities lowered their rating to neutral from outperform. Predicted company sales growth will come in below expectations. The China analysis points to lower contribution to overall revenue growth than initial management commentary. China, um, obviously very important to Starbucks to the point that their management talks about it. Um, China will produce only 20% of the company's revenue growth in fiscal 2019. And yet, here's my opinion on China, or Starbucks in particular. Uh, I love it. In large part, they've got a long way to go. And they've got a great rewards program. Fantastic. And when you have a great rewards program, you tend to stick with it, as long as you're, it has a stickiness to it. You've probably had an airline rewards card or a credit card travel rewards card or something. And you tend to stick with it. Now, I, you know some people are like, oh, I got a new credit card this month. Take a look at this. Take a look. Oh, no, I got a new credit card this month. Take a look at this. And you've seen that for sure. For sure, for sure. I'm a valley girl and there's no cure. But so Starbucks, to me, they kind of have a stickiness and they have opportunities. Now, again, they also have some downsides. Like at one point in time, they're like, their opportunities like, hey, American malls need coffee. When people walk around, they need coffee. And then, you know, American malls aren't doing so well anymore because of Amazon. But I have a, I have a okay feeling about Starbucks. I'm not going to say it's my, it's my next Netflix. It's my next Google. At the end of this year, you'll be up 35%. I think in the next three, five, ten years, you'll be up. Consult a broker advisor for any action on any stocks mentioned on the show. But... The forward dividend in the yield of Starbucks gets you about 2.0% to park some money there. I like it. I'm not going to say that's the biggest dividend I've ever seen. Ooh, is that a dividend in your stock? Yes, I like dividends. Wow. Dividends and stock buybacks, are there. That's, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And then you have to get some earnings and some other things to obviously make things work. But you get the idea. So anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. We could talk about colleges. We could talk about investing. We could talk about the economy. We could talk about the volatility in the stock market where we're kind of stuck in a trading range. Some people think we're going to break 
down because of that. It's a little too early to to say that because it's been two and a half months of super up, super down, super up, super down. Big moves. Not a lot of fear. You kind of want some fear. Big event coming up. You can find out more and sign up for it by going to Rob Black's show. Rob Black's show. Anytime I'm doing a seminar in your area, use the code radio25 at Rob Black's show. Get in for free. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.